0: You don't create diversity by switching up your probiotic every couple months. That does not what how you create diversity is taking your own bacteria that already belongs to you and helping it come back to life if you will and don't have an overgrowth of the bad bacteria. So, in order to have diversity, you want to work with your own microbiome.
1: Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Gut health has been on everyone's mind lately and for good reason. Did you know that gut inflammation leads to widespread inflammation all over the body? causing issues like eczema, allergies, anxiety, stubborn weight gain, and even estrogen dominance. Now, a few months ago, back in June, I was working with this amazing woman during our 14-day gut and liver detox. She was 35 years old, and she came to me experiencing a lot of anxiety and brain fog, especially after two o'clock in the afternoon, but couldn't really point to what was causing her to feel this way. So we began to look at her diet, especially her gut health. Sure enough, she was dealing with constant gas, bloating, even constipation most days of the week, and several foods lit her up. So after we cleaned up her diet and eliminated the biggest offenders through my 14-day detox program and had her incorporate some healthy fermented foods and a spore-based probiotic, the anxiety and that afternoon lack of focus, also known as brain fog, started to lift literally in 14 days. I've learned that when the body has what it needs to heal and you remove the fire that's driving that inflammation, amazing progress can happen much quicker than you expect. And that is why I'm super stoked to launch our third live detox group right now for the fall before the holiday activities begin and honestly before our baby boy arrives We start next week with the best and biggest group we've ever had, so I'm super, super excited to not only provide my support, but also to cheerlead everyone every step of the way. Now, this is my favorite program because the results are consistently so mind-blowing. I mean, they've been mind-blowing for me, and it's so fun to see hundreds, thousands of people see the same kind of results that I have on this program. Now, what I love is that most of us are going to wake up way more rejuvenated and ready to rock out the day. Most people are going to have more clear focus, more stable mood, not to mention cravings gone and that stubborn weight that just won't go away will finally begin to fall off as a side effect of healing the gut and decreasing system-wide inflammation. That fire... Is something that so many people have a hard time extinguishing. I know for me, inflammation was a major cause for a lot of the conditions that I was dealing with. To be able to get that under control really begins to solve some of the biggest issues. Now, if you know you are ready for a mega health reset this year because you are done feeling sluggish, you're done fighting that losing battle with unexplained stubborn weight, and you need more energy like yesterday, because honestly, who doesn't need more energy, especially after three o'clock in the afternoon? Then I would love to invite you to check out the 14-Day Detox. It is gentle, it is easy, and you get amazing community support. That's what I love so much about it, is that you've got people cheering you on, including me. And the link for it will be in the show notes for drmarisa.com detox. It's going to be starting in about a week from now, so you got plenty of time to get ready and join us for this incredible, incredible transformation. Now, one of the other things that I find so fascinating is that the gut is actually called our second brain by most scientists and practitioners. Honestly, I am constantly amazed at the intricate role our gut plays in our overall health, particularly our bioterrain which encompasses everything from vitamins to minerals to cellular health, from metabolism to hormones. Hormones and your gut aren't normally talked about in the same sentence, but it's true that when we have a gut microbiome issue, we are definitely gonna have hormone imbalance issues. I kind of mentioned earlier estrogen dominance, and what that really stems from is, even if we clear estrogen properly with the liver, that's the first step that needs to happen, then we've got the estrobolome in the microbiome that breaks down and literally sends estrogen out the door. But if there's anything wrong with the microbiome, we can't do it there. But also if we have chronic constipation, we're backed up, we're not able to remove estrogen and it just recirculates back in the system. Just one of the examples that I like to point out when it comes to system-wide inflammatory disruption to our hormones. So what I did is I wanted to bring on an expert to really talk about ways in which that we can implement great protocols. I invited Tina Anderson to come onto the show to speak directly about leaky gut and the role it causes in creating system-wide hormone and inflammatory disruption. I also asked her to come on and speak into probiotics, which is what she is really known for because there are so many myths around probiotics about what to actually take to make a dent in healing our gut, especially leaky gut, which impacts 80% of adults today. Now, before I bring Tina on to speak on dismantling myths about leaky gut, gut health, and probiotics, I want to quickly sing her praises. Tina Anderson's journey into the world of health has a unique start and some unusual turns. Eventually, she was frustrated by many abuses in the pharmaceutical industry. I know we can all relate to that. Tina ended up turning towards the field of natural health and found her life's work. She channeled her energy into leaning all she could into disease prevention and good health maintenance that led her to discover the importance of gut health and how connected and critical it is for our overall health and wellness. To share her discovery with the world, she, along with her husband, created a unique supplement that contains superior probiotic strains from a renowned researcher, Dr. Simon Cutting. By promoting gut health and probiotics, Tina shares her passion for wellness, helping others to live their best lives and their best emotional life. Let's welcome Tina to the show. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Tina Anderson. How are you doing today? I am doing awesome, Dr.
0: Marisa. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. You know, we haven't talked about gut health in a little while, and I know my community is always trying to figure out what is going on with their gut. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty of that. Right now, we're going to be actually focusing on dismantling the myths about leaky gut, gut health, and probiotics, really some things to actually help our gut and what is serving us and what isn't. But before we get into all of that, I want to just have you start and share your story about kind of what was that defining moment for you when you knew you wanted to help people, like talking about millions of people, with their gut health.
0: You know, it's kind of an interesting story. My husband and I were in the pharmaceutical industry for many years, um, and we were so excited. We thought this is so great. It's so fun to deliver life-saving medications to people. And We thought we were doing something so wonderful. And um, and of course, there is a place for pharmaceuticals and all of that. But we were like this. We, we had a, a situation that happened in the office one day where we won this bid for this huge um, hospital system for a product for a pharmaceutical product, and. We were like, this is awesome. We won this great bid. And the pharmaceutical rep came into our office and said, you know what, this is great, but my job now is to go to every single doctor in this hospital system and lower the number that they prescribe this medication for, like try to talk the doctors into basically over-prescribing it, is what he was trying to tell them. He was telling us he was going to do. And we were like, No, this is that's so wrong. And and while a part of us was shocked, another part of us was like well, you know what we saw this with our relatives. You know, we saw this with people in our, you know, circle of friends and our relatives. One of our aunts, for example, had some stomach issues so she went on a pharmaceutical and then that caused joint issues and then that, you know, then she was on another pharmaceutical and then then that caused skin issues and before you know it, she was like on 12 different medications and still not getting better. And, and so we really saw that there was this you know, over-prescribing abuses of pharmaceuticals in the industry. And so we just, we're very deep thinkers. We read a lot of Norman Vincent Peale, Wayne Dyer is one of our biggest, uh, we're his biggest fan, um, Bless his soul. He passed away, but it—it um, it was. We were like, we're not doing our life's work, and we just really need to do something that is more in line with how we live our lives with our three kids and what we do. And um, we're always been more natural minded, and we knew we started learning more and more about the gut. This is around the time the Human Microbiome Project was launched by the National Institutes of Health, and we were like, gut health is where it's at. Gut health is the secret key to our health, and so. From there, we were able to get the exclusive rights to these really, really incredible strains out of London University. We have the exclusive rights in all of North America, and um, we brought Just Thrive to market, and it's been the most gratifying career journey I've ever been on, bar none.
1: I love that. And I, I love, I just want to take a moment and just celebrate you for just that deep knowing, like finding your truth, connecting with your husband, and saying to yourselves, you know, this is probably not our work in the world. you know, it's selling the pharmaceutical companies, realizing what it's like. You know, I, I know a lot of reps or I've known reps where that's exactly the deal. They're always trying to upsell the the surgeon or the doctor into more of what they're selling, whether it's good for the patient or not. And I know it's 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 cringeworthy to hear that as a patient, as a person in the world, but unfortunately, that's business, and that's the hospital and medical business. And so, I just really, I just want to applaud you for saying a whole lot of hell no to <laughs> that, and and finding your true purpose. And I, I love that we're digging into the gut. I know a lot of people hear that the gut is ground zero for our health, and you know, in particularly ground zero for where the immune system is handling business, inflammation is is arising. So, talk to me a little bit about gut health specifically and how it is such a major contributor to our overall health.
0: Yeah, I love that you said that it was ground zero because I say that all the time, every day, every over and over and over again. But so yeah, the gut is really responsible for virtually every single aspect of our overall health. In fact, it's hard to find any disease that's not related to an imbalance of your gut. So of course, people think of gut health when they have gastrointestinal issues or they have you know you know gas, bloating, diarrhea, and of course those are times that they let you know your body's letting you know you've got some gut imbalance. But people aren't thinking of, you know, skin rashes having anything to do with your gut. And yet they have everything to do with your gut. They're not thinking of mental health issues, anxiety, depression. Um, And there's a huge connection between your gut brain. The vagus nerve is the biggest, you know, nerve in our body that connects our gut and our brain. So there's a huge connection there. People aren't thinking of cancer, diabetes, heart disease, autoimmune issues. I mean, some people are thinking autoimmune. Most people know that autoimmune issues have to do with the gut, but they're not thinking about heart disease, cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's. um, All of those types of conditions out there are all directly related to an imbalance in your gut. So you are absolutely right to say ground zero. And especially when you talk about inflammation, because if your gut is inflamed in any way, you could be taking all the supplements. You could be eating all the nutritious food, but if those nutrient-rich foods are not being absorbed because your gut is inflamed, there's no point in taking and eating them because there, you know, there's no absorption going on. So it's really our gut is really critical to every aspect of our overall health.
1: Mm, I 100% agree. I, every time I'm working with a patient or I'm connecting with someone in my community it's always tied to the gut one way or the other, especially, and and as a woman's hormone expert, particularly uh, dealing with autoimmune conditions, hormonal imbalances, you know, high levels of stress, um, insulin resistance, you know, and then even looking into like things like progesterone and estrogen, we, we, we know it's all interconnected. And so often we, we treat them, you know, in the medical system, we treat them as separate entities. And so if, if my community Goes to the doctor, it's gonna, you know, they're gonna get a, a drug for this. They're gonna get a medication for this. They're gonna, you know, it's just gonna, it's not, it's not gonna be seen as interconnected. So if they're struggling with insulin resistance or an autoimmune condition, the gut isn't gonna be the thing that's gonna be looked at there. And so I'm so glad that you're, you're, you're helping us to connect the dots today. One of the the, the things that I want to focus on today is specifically talking about some of the biggest offenders for gut health because I know people, you know, they, I think I feel like sometimes we know what it feels like to have the common gut issues you had mentioned, like diarrhea, constipation, gas, and bloating, and then potentially connecting the dots to things like brain fog and anxiety and either you know rashes or whatever could be going on, migraines. So can you speak to me about what are some of the things that are actually causing the disruption in our gut, um, whether it is our stomach or our, or our microbiome and kind of the whole entire tube connecting all the way from our mouth down?
0: Yes, I'd love to talk about that. So basically it's just so good to remind ourselves that we are more microbes, we are more bacteria than we are human cells. And that's really hard for people to get their head around. I mean, it's we literally are more bacterial bacteria than we are human cells. And so yet we live in this antimicrobial world. We live in this, you know, kills off Especially right now. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I was like all of the cleaning products that say kills 99.99% of bacteria. It's like those households that use those types of cleaning products have kids, a higher incidence with kids with allergies because they're killing their bacteria. You know, the hand sanitizer. I mean, I'll admit when this whole thing first happened, I was like, okay, maybe I'll finally buy hand sanitizer because I didn't know what was going on. And then I, and now I'm done with it. I'm like, oh no, soap and water is fine. But I just, you know, this hand sanitizer is one of the worst things we could be doing as far as taking care of our microbes and our bacteria and our gut. So uh, we have to really be aware of just the things that are offenders, like you had mentioned. So one of the biggest offenders are antibiotics. So antibiotics that we take, even a single course of an antibiotic, a single dose of an of augmentin was shown in a study to cause wreak havoc in the gut for up to a year period of time. I mean, it's like we see crazy results with people taking. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't take an antibiotic if it's saving your life, but I'm just saying it's, it's interesting to understand the effects of an antibiotic has on your gut. But there's also antibiotics in our food supply that we don't think about. So in our food, we're eating food all the time and there's, there's antibiotics sprayed on our food and put it in our food. And glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in Roundup, is very detrimental to our gut health.
1: And real quick, Tina, can you speak into me? Cause I know a lot of people hear about Roundup or hear about herbicides and pesticides being sprayed onto our food, but it is more proliferative than, than we could imagine, right? It's in our, it's in the feed of the animals that we're potentially eating. It's, it's pretty much in every processed food product that one could even imagine. Just kind of explain to me a little bit about the, the insidious nature of something like a Roundup and how, you know, today it's, it's, you have to really actively work to not be consuming that those types of poisons
0: yes and unfortunately even when you're actively working to not consume those poisons you are there's even the you know organic food is going to have some, I mean, our rainwater is contaminated with glyphosate. It's everywhere. It doesn't mean it, it will still have less. So I would always suggest that you try to eat clean and organic, but here's the scary thing about glyphosate, which again, is the active in re- ingredient in Roundup, which is everywhere in all of our, I mean, so much of our food supply with antibiotics, antibiotics kill the bad bacteria and the good bacteria, which, mm-hmm. you know, we want them to kill the bad bacteria. Yeah, they're,
1: it's an obliterator.
0: It doesn't discriminate. Right, Right. (laughs) exactly. Here's what's scary about glyphosate. Glyphosate only targets the good bacteria it doesn't even get rid of the bad bacteria in our body. I'm not talking about what it does to the crops. I'm talking about what it does to our body. So when we are consuming food that has glyphosate in it, that glyphosate is going into our body and only targeting the good bacteria. So it's worse than an antibiotic because it's not even getting rid of the bad bacteria. So we really have to be... I can't stress up eating clean enough. I mean, And and again, even our organic food is it has some, you know, glyphosate in it because we just can't get away from it. But it's hard to believe that we have allowed this substance to be sprayed on all of our food and consumed by our population, and then we wonder why, you know, our kids are have allergies and have all of these autoimmune issues, and it's it's really sad. Hmm.
1: I absolutely agree with that. It it is in. And right now, there's, you know, outside of doing your best to avoid, there's not a, I mean, there's not a lot we can do in terms of, we just haven't, we don't have mandates right now for for eliminating it, at least not here in the US, which is so unfortunate. And then, you know, thinking of big offenders and and talking about specifically how these big offenders are affecting our gut, one of the things we hear so much about, like kind of one of the the tag words out there is going to be leaky gut. And I believe, you know, if if I've read my research correctly, that about 80% of the adult population today has some spectrum of leaky gut. I get that we can have, you know, maybe some people, it isn't so bad. Some people, it's very, very bad. But most of us have no idea that we're dealing with it, maybe because we're not attributing our symptoms to what could be going on in our gut lining.
0: Yes. So leaky gut is so important to talk about. I'm so glad you brought it up because it's basically, you know, leaky gut is exactly what it sounds like. It's basically the leakiness of the gut. So we everything, your intestinal tract is like a tube with two, you know, your mouth and then it goes out, you know, your anus. Right, exactly. And so, and there it's like a, it's just this tube with two open ends. Well, nothing should be seeping out into the, because the minute it seeps out, it goes into your bloodstream. And we don't want any of those. We don't want, you know, kale is super healthy for us, or, you know, organic spinach is super healthy for us. But it's not healthy for us when it's in our bloodstream. So we don't want food particles seeping into our bloodstream. And that's exactly what happens is in our gut, our the lining starts to open up. These tight junctions within our gut lining start to open up and then food particles seep in and, and even worse, LPS toxins um, seep in. So LPS stands for lipopolysaccharide. It is the toxin that is when it's found in our gut is really not problematic. It's only when it seeps into our bloodstream that really where it really causes, you know, problems and issues and wreaks havoc. Our immune system starts to have this inflammatory response. So And you are absolutely right. About 80% of the adult population has a leaky gut and they don't even know it. In fact, we are the first probiotic company. And in fact, I think we're the first pharmaceutical company or any company out there that has a double blind human clinical trial on leaky gut or metabolic endotoxemia. And basically what it showed is that the University of North Texas did the study and they took hundred college students and tested them for a leaky gut. And they tested them by giving them a challenge meal. So a fast, food breakfast, and they tested to see how many of them had LPS toxins leak into their bloodstream. They found 55% of those students... Had LPS leaking into their bloodstream. Fifty. Th- these are healthy college students. These are young, vibrant kids that are super healthy. No m- pharmaceuticals. No medications. No underlying diseases that they knew of. And sure enough, they had this leakiness of the gut. And these, like I said, these are young kids. So yes, they estimate that as you get a little bit older, you know, you start it, the numbers, the percentage of people with leaky gut gets higher. And and the thing is, it's this const- It's like a it's like a faucet that has a drip. You know, it's this constant drip, and you have this. Leaking. Well, you're constantly eating. Right, right. so you're always bringing to it. And we think about kids,
1: even college kids, which I know is the, kind of the demographic we do a lot of these types of tests on. But we think about, like, I remember growing up, I grew up on Pop-Tarts. I grew up on cornflakes, You know, I grew up on Kool-Aid. I could continue to name all the offenders that I grew up on. And I don't know how much in the 80s the glyphosate was playing a big, big role. But I do know that the generation who are college students today, that glyphosate has been in the environment for quite some time, at least in their childhoods so it's 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 heartbreaking but we think about if if parents were just serving their kids normal everyday lunches and dinners not really thinking about it that that's that's a couple decades yep. of exposure
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and that's what's so scary about that's it. That's what's is really that, scary about it. Yeah, yes. this constant drip, and so people don't even realize that they they have a leaky gut, and they don't even realize it. And so they're eating, and they're eating, and they're like, "Oh, I don't have any, you know, gut issues. I don't have any problems." And then all of a sudden, one day, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I have an autoimmune disease. Oh my gosh, I have whatever. I have heart disease or whatever. You know, I have some type of issue. Alzheimer's, even. You know, I mean, people are being diagnosed with Alzheimer's at such a younger age now because You know, the number one driver of Alzheimer's is LPS toxins in the bloodstream. I mean, the number one driver of most diseases is LPS toxins that are seeping into the bloodstream. And now our studies show that after 30 days we sent these kids home. Half of the kids, half of the subjects got the spore-based probiotics, the other half got a placebo. They came back after 30 days, no dietary or lifestyle modifications, nothing. Gave them another challenge meal, tested them. The treated group with the, that took the spores saw a 42% reduction in LPS toxins in the bloodstream. This was just after 30 days and no dietary or lifestyle modifications at all. And we know what college students are doing to their bodies. And then the, here's the scary part. So that was great that the treated group saw a 42% reduction. But the non-treated group, the placebo group, actually saw a 32% increase in LPS toxins from the first time. So what that's telling the researchers is that when you have a leaky gut, you're just creating more of this, you know, these LPS toxins seeping into the bloodstream. It's, it's more, it's, it's like I said, the, drip, the leaky faucet, just it's this constant drip that's going into our bloodstream um, that's wreaking havoc on our, on our whole body and our immune system.
1: Now, can you speak, so clearly if this is happening, 80% of our population has got some spectrum of, of leaky gut, and clearly every time they're eating, they're getting exposed to these LPS toxins. Um, when you're taking a really incredible strain of a probiotic, and we're going to get into the probiotics in just a moment, is it that the bacteria are able to consume it? Are they able to help repair the leaky gut, or is it a combination of a couple things that are going on when we get the right bacteria into the gut?
0: Yeah, it's definitely a combination. One of the things is that these strains actually go in and recondition the gut. So we're not going in and throwing bacteria in our gut and like Putting more good bacteria. We're not reseeding it. What we're doing is we're reconditioning our own bacteria that's already in the gut. And it's so what it's doing. Like if you envision a garden that's been stepped on and trampled on, these spores go into the garden and they attach to the, the um, soil, and then they have the ability to get rid of the weeds, and then they have the ability that to bring those plants that have been stepped on and trampled on back to life. So same thing with the gut. So they're reconditioning the gut. They're making the gut much more. Balanced and conditioned, and more resilient and more diverse, all these things, which in turn helps prevent from creating this leakiness of the gut in the first place. When you have a balanced gut, you're not going to see so much um, degradation of the gut lining. But the other thing it also, these strains also do is we knew that they created these proteins that help seal up the tight junctions. So they're also helping seal up the tight junctions, which is helping sealing up the gut lining. So it, it's a combination of rebalancing the gut and making the gut very lush and diverse and robust. And then it's also helping create tighter junctions, you know, have the tight junctions not spread apart and and get closer together and help seal up that gut lining. Mm.
1: Thank you. And I know we're going to go into into probiotics right now. I know kind of like how we know we've got gut issues. We know we're supposed to take probiotics to help support the garden of our gut, right? Our microflora. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, what I know we talked, you just mentioned some, some pretty important benefits when you have the right strains in the system. But talk to me about what is the purpose, the main purpose of a probiotic? Because I know, again, a lot of my audience, they're like, okay, I'm supposed to take these. I kind of get why we're t- I'm taking these. But I'd love for you to kind of spend, spend some time and break it down for us.
0: Well, like you had said, you know, it is ground zero for health. The the main purpose is to rebalance the gut. So we want to make sure that there's more beneficial bacteria than there are pathogenic bacteria. We're gonna have we, we want to balance. We don't feel like we should go in and get rid of all the pathogenic bacteria. It's really a balance of the two. And so um, the biggest purpose is to just keep that in balance because it's literally dictating every aspect of our overall health. Like I said, there is it's hard to find any disease that's not associated with an balance of your gut microbiome. So I definitely think that it's it's really just about taking care of your gut so that we talked about inflammation. If you have an inflamed gut, you're not absorbing nutrients. So you could be doing all these other therapies, you know, and we know that most of our hormones are produced in our gut. I mean serotonin, 90% of our serotonin is produced in our gut. Dopamine is produced in our gut. The gut plays a huge, critical role in estrogen balance and 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 all of our other hormones that are going on. So there, it's there's really no aspect of our health that is not associated with gut health. I, I'm a huge fan of the importance of hormones. I feel like if you have your gut microbiome and you have your hormones under control, you are golden, but they go hand in hand. You know, you, you have to be, a lot of times people will be taking care of their hormone imbalances and doing different things, but they haven't addressed the gut issue. And so that's kind of the last missing piece sometimes.
1: I agree. I always say it's a root cause. I've got gut issues are a root cause for hormone imbalance. Uh, your hormones are chemical messengers and they're responding to what is going on in the environment. And so if the gut is off, we're going to have some major problems. And I appreciate kind of breaking down, you know, the benefit of of what probiotics are designed to do, which is really recultivate or help support the balance of the gut microbiome, not necessarily get rid of the not so positive bacteria or or yeast or whatever else is going on in there, um, but to help make sure that we've got robust, healthy bacteria. And talk to me, you know, when it comes to probiotics, I know that there are some pretty big myths about them. In the world, can you speak to some of the biggest myths that you have heard? Maybe kind of make you giggle, and then um, talk to me a little bit about how probiotics really show up in the body or in the gut.
0: Yeah. So I think one, I'll start with one of my favorite myths is that in order to be a good probiotic, it needs to be refrigerated. So even doctors will say that, you know, they'll say in order to make sure you get one in the refrigerated section. And, and you know what, the, the origination of that makes sense. It's like, we know that in order to be even considered a probiotic, it needs to be a live microorganism. So the idea is they need to be refrigerated in order to stay alive. But the question then go, you know, you go to like, well, if it needs to be refrigerated to stay alive, Then how, because it can't withstand the room temperature of a store shelf. How in the world would it survive your body temperature, which is 98.6, which is much higher? (laughs) Much higher. Yes, exactly. And the answer is that they won't, they will not survive your body temperature. And then, Let's say they did. By some miracle, they were able to survive your body temperature. What happens when they get to the gastric system? So the you know the stomach, it's very acidic, it's meant to be the gastric barrier, and the the strains would definitely you know die there. So that is really a myth that a probiotic needs to be refrigerated in order to be a good high quality probiotic. Um, they may be better than the ones that are on the shelf that were dead and will always be dead and are never going to be alive. but the spores, the difference between the spores is that they are actually dormant in the, on the store shelf. They're not live bacteria. They don't become alive in the, until they hit the intestines, and that's when they take their shell off. And it's not because we've done anything to engineer them. This is just these strains, these bacillus strains, are exactly the way nature intended us to get them. They are dormant in the soil. You, our ancestors used to consume them with food. And then you would swallow them and then they get to the intestines and they become alive. So the biggest, one of my favorite myths, like I said, is that when, you know, it doesn't need to be refrigerated to stay alive. Because remember, it doesn't need to be alive in the refrigerator. It needs to be alive in your intestines. That is the key. Just the very definition of a probiotic is that it needs to be alive in the intestines to be a probiotic and, and confer a benefit onto the host, which is the body.
1: So is it always a good idea for it to be in spore form when we're taking it? Because you're right in the spore it's not it's not active yet. it's still dormant. You know we think about that like we even think about like seedlings um, in you know for our fruit or our vegetables, same kind of situation, right you plant them and then they become they come alive. So should we always be focusing on buying a probiotic that is spore based versus they're just straight strains?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel so strongly about this because 99% of the probiotics in the market are dying before they ever get to the intestines. In fact, one of the first studies that we did as a company was we had a lab to take source products from major health food stores out there. And they found that 99 point, this is one of the products, of was a 50 billion count CFU product that died off 99.99% by the time it got to the intestines. And that's with all of the lactobacillus and bifidobacter-based probiotics. They're dying. Now, it doesn't mean dead bacteria don't do anything. They may do something. They may give some symptomatic relief. People will say, well, I've tried a probiotic and it did help me. And you may get some symptomatic relief, but what it's not doing is it's not making a change in the microbiome. It's giving you some symptomatic relief, maybe like putting a bandaid on it, but it's actually not changing the makeup of of that garden. It's not getting rid of the... Weeds, it's not helping those good bacteria, just is giving you some symptomatic relief. And that's another point. My other myth is just that one of the other big myths is about the you know, I need one that 50 billion CFUs is better than 20 billion CFUs, and you know, our 100 billion CFUs is better than 50 billion CFUs, and so people will you know look at a product and be like well this one has 100 billion and it's only nineteen ninety nine. i should get this cuz this one has 20 billion and it's it, you know it's it's 24.99 and so it's that is there's is no science there is i have not, we have not found one study that shows more is better the thing that we have to focus on is the quality of the strains and what they're doing to the microbiome. And so one of the first studies we did after the survivability study was something called a gut model study. And that showed that after two and a half, it's, it's the only way to really simulate a human microbiome. And it's there's two universities in the whole world that do this study. It's called a SHINE model study. And it basically showed that after two and a half weeks, that these strains actually caused a Thirty percent favorable shift. So that garden was thirty percent better after two and a half weeks. And our product only has three billion CFUs. You know, and so it's it's really such a there's really no science behind having more is better. The reason companies put more in is because they know that they're not surviving. They know the majority of them are not surviving. So they're hoping some may get through. You know, at some point. But that really is it's really become much more of like a marketing tool than anything.
1: Okay, that's good to know. Um, so, any other myths we should know? Because clearly there are lots and lots of probiotics on the shelves. Um, so, one, the numbers don't matter. Two, we shouldn't buy them refrigerated. Most of them on the shelf are probably dead already. We should be focusing on spore-based probiotics. Anything else that I'm, I'm missing specifically?
0: Yeah, um, I probably say one of. I mean, I probably have so many other myths, but I'll stick with one more. Um, the other one is just that you need to switch up your probiotics. A lot of times people will say, oh, you need, you know, I had talked about having a diverse microbiome is, equates to health. I mean, if you have a diverse and lush microbiome, that literally equates to health. And, and every health expert out there would agree with that. So people had got, they got this idea that we should switch up our probiotics. Like, oh, I'm going to take this one because it has 15 different strains. And this one that has 16 different strains. And then in a couple months, I'm going to take this one that has 10 different strains. And so I'm going to have diversity of my microbiome. First of all, that would never work because most of them are not surviving. But second of all, here's what the scary part is. University of California Davis did a study. They took 16 probiotic products off of California store shelves and found that only one of them met label claims. So what these companies are doing is they're taking like 15 different strains and putting them in a vat and growing them all together. And then one strain is taking over another strain. So that strain that was listed on the label is no longer in the product. Or worse, two strains come together and create a whole new strain that's not even listed on the product, on the label. So um, it was really, really scary. So the, the idea of you know throwing a whole bunch of probiotics in one, strain, in one pot and mixing them all together is dangerous for one. And it's it really does not adequately show what is on, on the label. So out of 15, 16 products, only one of them met label claims. So we don't do that. We grow our four strains in different vats and we have our product DNA verified. The reason is that DNA verification will assure that what we say on the label is actually in the product. So you don't create diversity by switching up your probiotic every couple months. That does not what how you create diversity is taking your own bacteria that already belongs to you and helping it come back to life, if you will, and don't have an overgrowth of the bad bacteria. So in order to have diversity, you want to work with your own microbiome.
1: That's good to know because I think a lot of people think that they need to massively replenish. I think a lot of people think that they just probably have obliterated a lot of their their bacteria inside of their gut and that they need to put more in.
0: I mean, that's always been the thing. It's more yep. is better. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And and that is the biggest problem, is that's what people think is that you you need to put more in. And that's really the uphill battle we have been, you know, climbing up is just telling this whole new story that's all based on research and science. And um, and it's definitely getting out there because everybody is now you know, talking about spore-based probiotics and how important they are.
1: Hmm. I love that. The last thing I wanted to just touch upon before we, we finish up is talking about, you know, as we replenish the gut microbiome, the impact that it has on the immune system or the impact that the gut has on the immune system as well. I know we're, we're definitely very concerned, definitely much more alert about the immune system than ever before right now. But a big part of this conversation is really about our gut health and how we can ensure that the, our gut health and our immune system health are working together and are, are healthy and thriving. Can you connect the dots for us there?
0: Yes, yes. Absolutely. And you are totally right about that. I mean, there is no better time than now to be building our resilience, you know, for this. I mean, there's no treatment out there for COVID-19. There's nothing that's been shown to treat or prevent it yet for sure. I mean, we're not, we're not sure yet. They're still looking. But what we do know is that we have to count on our own immune system to protect us from this because there's no treatment out there. And our immune system really has to be functioning optimally. I can't stress that enough. you know. So all the things that we do to be healthy are really important, and the gut plays a really important role in the immune system. About 80% of our immune tissue is in the gut. That's huge. 80% of our immune system is in the gut. So super important. And, you know, when we start to follow the recent studies on how the immune system battles this particular virus uh, or any virus really, is you start to realize that it's the proliferation of cells that are called the T cells and the B cells that are required to detect and start to fight the virus. And most of that proliferation occurs in the tissues that are found in the gut in the small intestine. So that is why it's so critical to be taking care of our gut right now. Um, The key is really to have a healthier microbiome because it's our microbiome that stimulates those tissues to improve the proliferation of those immune cells. So just keep in mind that our our own immune system is really the only defense against this virus right now, and 80% of our immune system is in the gut. And so if you have a dysfunctional gut, your immune system can be suppressed or confused. Or on the flip side, if you have a healthy and functioning microbiome, your immune system should be working more optimally. So um, it's really, really, I, I can't stress that enough. I mean, I, we've been talking about you know, immune systems even before this whole pandemic started um, and how important you know, the biggest, the role that the immune system plays in our gut or our gut plays in the immune system.
1: Mhm I absolutely agree and I think that if the immune system is having to continuously fight fights in the gut and no surprise that the immune system is like 80% of the immune system is in the gut that is there is no more intimate connection to the environment into our body than through the gut the whole tube right yeah. and so yep. no wonder that the immune system is like on the you know watch and wait alert just yeah. in case something creeps in and i know we just don't think of it that way um but that's that that's where we connect in with the environment with the external environment and all the things that are out there in the world um so I'm so glad that you you brought that to, to our attention and then we're just having that conversation because I know we don't think about whether it's a, a virus or some type of pathogen or whatever's going on you know that hits our system that it could be in, that it could have a greater impact on our body if our gut health and our immune system health aren't working together in conjunction. You know that the immune system isn't feeling like it's on high alert there, so it's distracted and not addressing some of the bigger problems that are going on.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I I can't stress I'm so glad you brought that up.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to say, Tina, thank you so much for coming on. I'd love for you to share a little bit about Just Thrive, your incredible spore-based probiotic.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. So basically, you know, Just Thrive is a hundred percent spore-based probiotic. We license these strains from London University from Dr. Simon Cutting, world-renowned probiotic expert. Um, And the strains are, you know, they we have three billion CFUs. We have studies on them. We have um, multiple. We have twelve human clinical trials on this product, which is unheard of in the supplement industry. Um, and we are just having such incredible success with, you know, customers and how their people are feeling it on it you have people saying, I have more energy. You know, you, people, like I said, they go come to a probiotic because maybe they have um, gut issues. You know, they have some, or they for sure have gut issues, but you know, they have gastrointestinal issues. And then, um, but yet they find out that, oh my God, now I have more energy or um, I have less sugar cravings now because, or I have, you know, like all of a sudden because you're getting rid of the yeast and the gut. And so there's so many different um, aspects of health that are being impacted. We always say, you know, in the pharmaceutical world, it would be like side effects include all these horrible things. And ours are like side effects may include more energy, better mood. and I like to call those side benefits. Yes. I, mean, I love that. Yes. Side benefits. Exactly. It's really such an easy product to take. It's one capsule a day with food. We suggest taking it with food because we did a study showing that it works better in the presence of food. You can open the capsules and mix it with food if you'd like to because um, for kids who don't like to swallow um, or can't swallow, yeah, um, or even adults that don't like to, but um, it, it won't you know, do anything with the integrity of the product at all. Um, you could actually even open these and bake with them. We tested them up to 455 degrees and they survive completely. So there's really nobody that I could think of that shouldn't be taking this product. I feel like if you wake up breathing with a gut, you should be you know, taking the probiotic. Um, great for pregnant moms, of course, because a pregnant mother actually passes on her microbiome to her child. Um, if there's ever a time you want to take care of your microbiome, it's when you're pregnant because what you your microbiome looks like is pretty much what your child's microbiome is going to look like. So, really important to be taking high quality spore based probiotic during pregnancy. Um, I'm very passionate about kids taking it because of the like I said, you know, kids are kids have you know so many allergies more than I know I ever did as a kid, and um, or I mean, any of my friends did. You know, you didn't see ki- you know allergies when I was a kid, and now you see you know you have a whole peanut free tables and things like that. So really important for kids to be taking care of um, their gut because we're living in this antimicrobial world. So I think that's really the key.
1: Yeah, and we'll actually have a coupon code as well in the show notes. Um, It'll be Marisa15, but it's super easy to find um, with 15% off. And I just want to say thank you so much, Tina, for coming on and just giving just real talk information about the gut, connecting the dots for us, and really offering a solution that can help to restore our own bacteria so that we are functioning properly, our bodies are healing properly. I just want to say thank you so much for that.
0: Yes. And thank you so much for the great work you're doing. I just think it's so important to let people know the importance of hormones and, and all the natural health stuff that you're doing. I just can't, can't thank you enough. I'm so grateful for platforms like yours out there.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I'll see you soon, Tina. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. One of my absolute favorite insights about today's interview is how quickly we can begin to rebuild our gut by simply incorporating the right spore-based probiotic into our diet each and every day. And I love Tina's Thrive Probiotic that she created with her husband, because it's ideal for that. I've been personally taking a Thrive Probiotic during my pregnancy, because I wanted to make sure that my gut microbiome and my baby's gut microbiome was healthy and thriving. So if you are ready to start healing your gut, like right now, I wanna also invite you to check out this amazing probiotic. Tina was so generous enough to not only come onto the show, but also provide me with a discount code to pass on to you, which I will definitely be using myself. It is Marisa15. So that is the discount code, Marisa15, for 15% off discount when you buy the Thrive Probiotics. Now, you can find the link to Thrive Probiotics and the discount code in the show notes for episode 230, or... You can just go to their website and use it right then and there. I will also have the link to sign up for my live group 14-Day Detox, which again, this is the last one we're doing this year. It's our fall kickoff, and I know, I have a feeling that your body is looking for a much-needed reset in exchange for more energy. So if you're ready to join us, go click that link. It's drmarisa.com detox. Super easy to find, and all of the options will be available to you there. And I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by and listening to the Essentially You podcast. In this Friday's episode, which I'm super excited is coming up pretty quickly, I am dedicating an entire episode to discovering which foods trigger inflammation and gut damage. So I'm just going to pair on to a little bit about what we talked about today today but dig deep into what are those critical foods that are lighting up that fire and then how can we actually address it? So I'm super excited to have you come back. Until then, have an amazing week.